Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pitch Please, the show where people who play games pitch ideas to people who make them. This week, that you actually get a proper confirmation, like a proper like reception back from the aliens, or you see the lights in the sky. And it's a narrative or a dick message, right? And it's a t- <laughs> it's just a giant. It's just uh, it's just Carl Sagan's cock <laughs> sent back to him, saying, "Please, God, send this again." <laughs> Hello, welcome to Pitch Please. My name's Alex. I'm drinking whiskey. I'm joined what, by what? developer Chris from Foggybox. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm drinking piss. Uh, I'm also joined <laughs> by developer James from Catastrophic Overload. Hello, I'm drinking Coke. <laughs> Hello, I'm also joined by Thomas the Ideas Engine. Hey, what up? Chugga, chugga, chugga. Chugga, chug, chug. I'm drinking my iced coffee. <laughs> what you got there? Yum yum. Okay, I thought it was is this, chocolate milk. Is this an ASMR <laughs> podcast now? Because uh, I can slurp up a storm. I wanted to get it out of the way because I know that we're all on video and I know usually I um, waste a lot of money on getting a coffee ordered. Did you get this whiskey delivered? delivered? Whenever we, well, whenever, <laughs> yeah, we, whenever, whenever we record this podcast, <laughs> um, but I already had whiskey and it's very hot. And I, and I figured that if I was to suddenly start drinking it mid-podcast, someone would would make some kind of comment on it. Yeah, I'm I just mean, getting it out there. It's, especially because it's 8 a.m. Day drinking is not a good yeah, thing, Alex. <laughs> I, look, I just need to take the edge off. Oh, uh, okay. Right? The edge of waking up. It. Still drinking the from the night before. The, the edge of being alive. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> stop. <laughs> All right, anyway, energy. Um, <laughs> that's, look, yeah, that's, that's how you do good? it. <laughs> What's going on, Tom? Oh um, God, it's a it's a hot day, isn't it? It's a real hot <laughs> day hot. here in Britain. Real dying. If you're in America uh, and you look at the temperature, oh, it's only 27 degrees. I could survive that. You can't. All right, it's not like that here. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> but you know, the best outfit to re- to fend off that heat, tinfoil hats. You're right. Because uh, oh <laughs> I want to talk about. I want to talk about. A new game idea. Yeah. Well, kind of a new game idea. This time, okay. I don't have a game in mind or gameplay or anything like that. <laughs> okay. I, I almost have the, 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 the premise, the story potentially of a game. And I well, want to see. Great. This is perfect for our developers. I want to see if they make if a game out of your idea. Make a game out of my idea. Um, see if we can maybe formulate this into a game, or maybe it's just a bad movie, right? Uh, Now, for some context, so recently, you might have seen this, uh, there was a government whistleblower, someone who works at UFO Scanning Corps, 
uh, I can't remember the exact name of it. It's he, some USC. guy who works at the UFO detection agency as part of the government in America. I don't fuck. I don't know. Uh, he's come. What's out. really good, Tom, is the the amount of information that you clearly know about this story, and you're trying to then retell us this. So I eagerly await research. The, the factual mistakes that are going to occur. There's going to be no factual mistakes because I'm not going to get into details. Right. <laughs> uh, basically, he's come out and, and it's credible because he's this guy that works for the government and it, literally in the department that would know this, maybe he just bumped his head on the way into work and, uh, and has now gone insane. I don't know. I'm not going to jump into the conspiracies of it, but he's come out and said the American government 100% has exotic materials from outer space uh, and and go so far as to say they have recovered alien corpses. <laughs> mm. Mm. Now. <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, look. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> what? How did I not know about that? Excuse, sorry. Sorry about that. It's hay fever. That's I don't enough. know <laughs> if just because someone works at a place, they are a credible source of information. If a doctor turned around and said, I've discovered a brand new organ in this one person. And you're like, "How? what proof do you have? And you go, I'm a doctor. <laughs> well, I mean... I would believe that. Yeah, but what if uh, being a doctor was a very, very exclusive kind of job that only maybe 20 people have? Okay. Then, I mean, then you're I, like, I will, okay, I mean, you're an point. expert. To preface that, I, I, I'm all in on aliens. Let's, let's fucking go. Love okay. me an alien. So, so I'm is- not trying to like just... Poo poo it. His name is uh, David Grush, a former Pentagon official. Mm. He uh, was an intelligence officer working on the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, the Department of Defense's UFO research wing. He'll know, right? And that is a lot to put Jeez. on a CV. <laughs> he, he's got the scoop. business card easily. Yeah, this guy, if he comes out and says, that in 1933, underneath the Mussolini government, that the Vatican hid a UFO cover-up. You're going to believe him, right? Uh, oh no, see, that's the thing. As soon as you start involving religion, people will start spiralling, saying they're just trying to cover it up because of all the ramifications that would have. Okay. It's, this uh, is now turned into a conspiracy podcast. Well, he's an alien. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so yes. initially he came out and said that the, the government has literally got their hands on alien materials, mm. right? But now he's he got a little bit of attention, now he's going a bit loco with it. People have been killed he, to protect the okay. secret. The UFOs have gotten aggressive in the past. Stuff like this. And a p- private contractor is currently alien storing shootout. a UFO. These are the sort of claims that he's making, right? This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, but... 
The reason I'm oh my god, do you reckon it's like the the big yellow storage? Yeah, house? Yes. storage yeah, yeah, yeah. hunters exactly, <laughs> but just, alien storage got it hunters. In the storage oh my god, like an episode of Storage Wars where they open <laughs> yeah. up the container. Oh, it's one of the ones where they don't open the container. <laughs> they're like, oh, I'll take this for fifty pounds, twenty dollars. It's like you've got yeah. an obtainium. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, this will go for a bit, like, won't it? Behind all the just a grey and cupboards and lockers, <laughs> there's just a rotting alien misshapen. <laughs> Feeding off ants on the floor. That is a fucking. Inc- that is an incredible <laughs> idea. There's an actual living creature in the back, like sucking the soul out of it. It's just licking moisture off the wall. Help me! <laughs> oh, Fuck, I, I think I, I got. Love it. I think I got my money's worth with this one. Oh, I need to take this to a pawn shop real quick. Let me just call an expert. David? David Grouch? Is that David the exotic material they have? It's not yeah. it's pornography. It's alien pornography. Just some guy in a storage box. Oh, fuck me. That's good. Um, anyway, this uh, obviously, for some reason just made me think of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Why? Oh, God. God knows why. And also... The Arecibo message. Have you ever heard of the Arecibo message? No. 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 So this is... Uh, no. Sorry, I just felt left out. <laughs> in, uh, in 1974, uh, it was a man called Frank Drank... Uh, Fra- 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 Frank, Frank, Frank Drank. Drank. <laughs> Frank Drank, it's, thank uh, you, <laughs> It was uh, Freak Drake. Frank Drake at Cornell University, with the help of Carl Sagan, he sent out a message to the stars. Uh, specifically, the intended destination being the M13 cluster. Um, Just and- off the M4. Oh, God, that's a second behind you. <laughs> What's so special about the M13 cluster? I don't, I, uh, it's just a big old cluster of uh, potentially life. Most possibility of, li- of life. Yeah, it's I a suppose. Big old cluster, um, Alex. Okay. But the, the message is like a binary sound that is being sent out over radio. And beep, beep. if you arrange it in a particular way, it creates an image. And the image, <laughs> I mean, it's if, just if, a dick. <laughs> I knew, I knew the, someone had to. Intergalactic nude. It's just Carl Sagan. He's like, look, we've told them it's like really like amazing. Well, it's, it's just it was, my knob at the resolution of the Game Boy Color <laughs> camera adapter. It was sent out in 1974. It's apparently going to take 25,000 light years uh, to get there. So in 25,000 years, someone's going to be like, oh, we're receiving a met. Oh. Uh, another one oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> that's the third one the last 200,000 years thing is that, that, that's the first time we figured out how to do it so it took 25,000 years to do it to, to get there but then after that they get a new one every day yeah Carl Sagan has just been sending them for 30 years Carl Sagan has been drumming, texting the aliens again I feel like he's been dead for a while so it'd be a bit weird but uh, um, but the, the image itself is is strange it, it's meant to sort of it is kind of like an 8-bit sort of Game Boy image, if, if you look at a picture of it. Um, like it, okay. It's like 10 tiles wide by like 30 tiles tall, and it's got all these weird they're, little they're diagrams on there. They're literally doing sprite art. One of them is like this red sort of pixelated image of a human for some reason. There's, there's loads of like diagrams, uh, one of which indicates the our solar system and our planet in there and it, it it's just it, it's it's a garbled mess 
basically. This is a screenshot from Manic Minor. It's, Can't it's, say can can't fool me. <laughs> but if if you if an alien was to receive that message, they theoretically, given the correct level of intelligence, they would understand the binary, understand how to create this image properly, and then facts. somehow like look at this image and say, okay, I, I understand what the Arecibo message is. And and it's like meant to be the most up-to-date sort of idea of human intelligence. Obviously, 25,000 years in the past at the time of reading this, so we'll be dead by then, but... Um, <laughs> we'll intercept it. We'll get there before it does and be like, unsend, unsend, and then just... <laughs> you have to chase it down. <laughs> just that's, that's, trying, we've trying to talk about that. You just catch a radio wave in a net, right? Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's this weird message that... Um, it also... Have you ever watched the film Contact? I know I'm bringing yeah. in a mm. lot of context here. Yes, but Contact, it was a great film. In that they they try to communicate with like prime numbers, I think, and they're saying like math is the only language that everyone will understand. It's a universal um, constant, Tom. That's why. Yeah, so that's how they communicate. But in this, Arrival's a little bit like that as well, right? Sure. Yeah, I am watched great. it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> theoretically, if if someone is to receive some alien life form is to receive this message, they'll have a good idea of what it is to be a human. And and we'll understand. Oh, you know these guys, they, they didn't send a dick pic, so they must be good people. Now, my idea is uh, okay. is what if Close Encounters style? Because in Close Encounters, he is sculpting Devil's Peak right out of mashed potato and shit because he's receiving this message. Mm -hmm. He's seen this this image of the idea of an alien message coming into land and make. First contact, I suppose. Um, what if you were the guy that receives an alien version of the Arecibo message? Like it is just a garbled mess, <clears throat> and you're trying to understand what it is. Maybe in this instance, it could be they're just sending an alien language and you have to decipher it. Maybe it is, I don't know, some form of Morse code, binary, that sort of thing, and you're trying to piece it together. Um, this is all while, I guess, trying to to contact the government and say, "Hey, I, I fucking I hey I know what's going on. I can <laughs> they're coming and they're peaceful." Just but then the government's the like, government. "Oh, we're gonna fucking gun them down." And like, no, I'm receiving a message from Jay Floortman, and he's a chill, cool guy. <laughs> he signed it. <laughs> like the message you've how, received. How are you receiving this message? You are in a old radio truck. What year is this? Mm -hmm. 1982. Okay. Okay. Right. For some... Uh, so like, <laughs> like ream no printed? How is it printed out? Is it just uh, like on a ream of paper and we rip it off? In, I mean, you've seen like old UFO chasing sort of vehicles, right? They've got scanners. They've got like all these different... We're at the time. And how well has that gone them so far? Well, so you're the one guy, that does it. So this is a guy who actually is actively looking for UFO messages. He's out there. Well, maybe. He's kind of like almost a conspiracy nut, but he act, but it actually happens. Possibly. I mean, the the idea okay. being that these aren't these aren't an alien life form that are are hundreds of thousands of years more advanced than us. They're at the same sort of technological level where they've sent out their Arecibo message and you're receiving it. It's not like they're just folding space and appearing above the atmosphere and saying like, "Hey." What up? Uh, 
and and you're trying to decipher <laughs> what hey, what up means. Well, I mean, that's uh, quite easy language. to decipher because it's in English. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they have uh, like a almost pig Latin style language. Right, and, and it you actually means that? Uh, it's it's a. Uh, it means you can die. <laughs> now, I don't know the structure of their language, but maybe over the course of the mm-hmm. game, question mark, you are uh, identifying and understanding what it means. You would need... The problem is with the initial message is that no one would understand it because there's no like, initial like no context, key, right? Well, you, yeah. you need to have a, a pattern, but you don't know what that... You need as long as you have like one thing. What if so it's it's static, it's noise, right? Yeah. For some reason, you're like, oh, I can I'm I'm sure I can hear something in this. And everyone else is just like, oh, it's just static, it's noise, whatever. Ignore it. But the game starts and you're like, I think like this is just a guaranteed given at the very beginning of the game. They're like, right, I've identified this letter, for example. <laughs> uh and then <laughs> That gives you the groundwork to then start advancing from there. Um, yeah. Like the sentence Sorry, is structured. I just, I just imagined you said that only you can hear it. It's just everyone else hears like, and you just say, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what up? What up, Steve? <laughs> um, that symbol is an A. <laughs> but maybe there's like the, the sentence, I mean, I guess ultimately, what I'm building towards is a puzzle game where you've got this very defined sentence, a very defined like um, code that you've been given. That if you've been, say you've been given the letter H, for example, you know mm-hmm. that when there's two letters together, it can only mean hi. <laughs> so you know that second letter, that that sort of sequence of bleeps or dots or that symbol or whatever, whatever is therefore an I. Uh, but, but that's assuming that their alphabet, you can spell words in English the same, in the same amount of characters. Well, maybe they've got a couple this, of letters that go outside of that 26 letter limitation and they're like combo letters. No, you know? I mean like their, their, their word for hello think. could be 10 characters. So they're going to use those 10 characters, even if they line up just to coincide with our, our alphabet, the word hi for them could be like flea lob or something. And you're like, ah, it says flea lob. I have no context for that. Okay. So you also <laughs> need to then, after deciphering what the bleeps and bloops mean, then need to, mm-hmm. much like the Arecibo message, it just creates this image that doesn't look correct. It doesn't look finished, but somehow you're meant to identify that the green symbols on there is the atomic numbers for hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, and oxygen. Somehow, no, because that no, because that that is is a a standard, right? So the uh, uh, the atomic numbers are made up of I'm going to butcher this, like the electrons and the other lads, neutrons. Uh, that's the one, protons. probably protons that electrons are, are in an atom of that. So if they know about the atomic structure of a hydrogen atom, they know that that coincides because that doesn't change. Okay. As far as we can, like, as far as our extent of that, that knowledge I'm goes, I'm telling you. But look at, thing, look at this right? image. I know, I know, but like uh, they are at least using things which, as as long as their society has a level of intelligence similar to ours, that they would have a comparison of that number that they would be, uh, then end up being able to match that to. It's the same with the solar system thing. If you have the ability to see the other solar system, and it, you know we sent that image, you could essentially at least narrow it down to the pl- solar systems that have the same number of planets in. 
True. Have I mean, yeah, the solar heard... system bit is a bit that most makes sense. It's the... the, I, the... I think the atomic thing makes the most sense. But, uh, to uh, to yeah. be a complete nerd, there's an episode of Stargate that uh, <laughs> references a true universal language, which is based in elements. So it uses protons, neutrons, okay. electrons, oh, and all that. hydrogen as, there. So you could make a language out of different elements, but... Hydrogen. You're really starting to oxygen Georgia. me off. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if you want to go that. Do you want your puzzle game to be that? What? Or do you? What, do, or you could it be do I want to talk in elements? Could be your no, I don't, game, James. Um, I, I like <laughs> the idea of the audio stuff. Like, uh, I, I, I mean, I just I get it out of my head while while I've got the floor. Uh, you're in this van, and you know you've got a bunch of equipment. You've got a bunch of audio equipment, and you've detected a signal coming from outer space. Cool. All right, I can do the mm-hmm. you know twiddling the knobs and all that. But it just gives you a clue to the next thing that you've got to go to. So it would be like, oh, I'm getting a ping over 20 miles away. And then it's a sim. You've got to drive your car. You're detecting the, the sig- outer space signals. You're fending off the FBI that are coming after you because like, this guy knows too much uh, about the alien signals. I, I, think- I was just thinking the open world driving, like the storm chaser kind of thing, but you go to phenomena that, that lead <laughs> yeah. to certain points. Could be lights in the sky that appear every Thursday, and you're like, okay, on Thursday I need to come back here. And that might just give you something you don't need now, but down the line that clicks. I think having some sort of FBI-based combat might be might yeah. take it away yeah. from the <laughs> relaxing sort of mystery. Okay, um, but I, like, I, I really love that idea of... Um, like yeah, driving around a small area. If it's set in the eighties, um, like a small a small town, yeah, Nevada. Yeah, you could just be. Well, I guess it makes sense because if you were if you were like a uf a ufologist, that's where you would want to be, right? And apparently, that's maybe where it's all not the there. UFOs maybe it's like, go. So it's true. It's perfect. <laughs> maybe it would be like the sixties or the seventies, perhaps, like after Roswell has taken place, um, and then and that's when there's been this like this whole flood of uh, of ufologists. But the idea that you are traveling like it reminds me of um a a film called The Vast of Night, which I think um I'm not sure if any of you have seen or spoken about this before, but essentially it's um it's a uh it's it all takes place in a single night or a single evening and it's about uh UFO sightings um in a small America like a classic kind of Americana town like post war, I think it's like fifties or something. And it's about the experiences of the people that happen um, like a, 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 around this town over the course of a few hours. But I like the idea of like, if you are this person getting information, like if, if you're the first ufologist to receive like an audio message in the same way that, you know, you get, the, you get those, um, uh, what's that underwater sound, that really famous one that is like people have managed to, there was some kind of like strange underwater recording that people, wow, wet that people noise. heard. But it was like <laughs> wet know. noise. Yeah, just wet <laughs> noise. But, you know, like, like essentially, like you, like they're, they're they're listening out for like whale noises and, and this kind of thing. But then there was there was some other kind of strange noise that sounded like it was created by some kind of hey, yo, huge construct. A huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like like if, if the like I like the idea of these puzzles like appearing to you in lots of different ways. Like maybe the first thing you get is visual. Um, but then it could kind of build up. You're having to you're having to drive around Nevada and this or around this small town, the different areas, and perhaps perhaps like the the build up is, you know, like 
maybe if you understand that actually there's a certain time and a certain place that there is going to be the stars align. Yeah, and you have to you like the whole game is you basically solving these puzzles, like moving around different places in this open world structure to lead up to this single moment where a ship appears in the sky, lights in the sky. It takes you away. So you, you yeah, completed yeah. the challenge, so you get to come with us. You get to like really, yeah, really beautiful music as a ship yeah. is lifting away, it slowly <laughs> fades to black, and then it just cuts in with you screaming. Screaming. <laughs> oh, it, it, has to, it has to fade to black. Live and then operation. It, it slowly peels out, and it's just you being probed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> the perfect ending. I mean, it, it, could, be, it could be like, like, say, The Witness, where... It's a very, very, uh, what's the word? Like, perfectly crafted island built around specifically all of the individual puzzles. It could be like just a slice of the, yeah. the Nevada desert uh, that's on a time loop, for example. So maybe if there's time-based puzzles, then two o'clock one day is exactly the same as two o'clock the next day or whatever. Uh, and it's just, yeah, trying to solve all those puzzles and you're not really locked into time or whatever. It's not like you're going to solve the puzzle and then realise, oh, fuck, I'm like three weeks late. Shit. Game over, I guess. Um, yeah, I think, well, I guess it's, it's the, when, when you figure out, perhaps when you figure out the penultimate uh, section of the puzzle, that is the first time that you're able in some way to make some kind of contact. Yeah, you and send a message back like it, to yeah, signify the yeah. end. Essentially, it's just like sending like a like a binary. You have like to send any kind of like you have to send a message back, and it has to be uh, unfortunately sent from like twenty different loca- locations in a very very tight time period. Mm-hmm. So it's like the ending mm-hmm. to Outer Wilds, and it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, don't I think along the way you, you definitely <laughs> need to have some like uh, fake out things. You're like, oh, there's a thing over there. I've got to go do that, and it turns out it's just someone's mm. microwave a mile away. Accidentally pinging you. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then you know. So what? What tools do you have as a ufologist? You have like this, the radar. Ability to, yeah. Your radar. You've got your Teles- radar. Telescope. You got a satellite. You got a telescope. You've got. Eyes. Uh, have you've in, got your uh, own a very blurry camera. And your own imagination. Apparently, just a severe shakes. So yeah. every bit of your footage is is blurry and shaky. <laughs> God, yeah. no I love that man. idea of like it. It's the the clue slowly progressing to a point where things become like yeah. So you've solved clues and you think oh maybe something's going on here. You're hearing noises, for example, or you're seeing images. But then a point where you have to use a like a tool, something as like physical as a telescope, and having that physical connection of like you look through a telescope and actually see something in the sky. That is that is like a real kind of like hair on the back of your neck yeah moment. i mean you can you can take a picture of it as much as you want with the steadiest uh hands on a tripod with the best camera you can find but it doesn't matter because they've got camera blurring technology yeah. on their <laughs> they ships to themselves yeah, yeah kind of like, like torchwood nothing. just yeah, like you torchwood get, like you could have radio <laughs> telescopes you're into like receiving like bleeps and blops and some of them are just interference but then you start like you might hear a pattern but you have to obviously you can Twiddle your knobs and uh, try to clear yeah, that up. Mm, spend uh, all night a radio, twiddling your knob. 
will just you, you got the uh uh what are they called uh the radar towers uh of old where they would play recorded messages the idea that you could yes. you just stumble across a frequency it may, maybe that's the result of one of the clues is like an fm radio frequency or shortwave radio frequency and you dial it in and it's like you start hearing this strange language would be really cool yeah i mean and you realize uh, so- it's just a really bad cover of like just a random song. <laughs> right, yeah, okay. that could be the ah, fake out, shouldn't it? Yeah, like I, I think starting the game with all these tools, but having no idea what they necessarily, what purpose they'll serve, it reminds me a lot of um, Tunic, actually. Uh, which, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I played Tunic. How does what? that work? It's a bit phasmoy as well. Well, yeah, but like with with Tunic, uh, the way that the game instructions are described to oh. you is with uh, a a game manual, like the actual game manual for Tunic, but it's all written in another language. And it's only through either luck or trial and error or whatever that you actually discover the controls to the game, really. Like how to interact with certain objects. Like you can just see this object and you've got no idea what you're meant to do with it. And then suddenly you unlock a page from the, uh, the manual and it's like all you had to do was fucking spin your analog stick around and oh all right okay cool like you actually learn controls to the game through a puzzle it's really cool um and i i love that they you also saw messages left by someone no spoilers uh in, sure. in the margins mm. of the manual and yeah. uh it, the you know maybe that could factor in here you're maybe there's some tummy wimey shiz and like you've left yourself a message from like the day before or something like don't go this way you're gonna mess with like could be a result of like the the mad materials that you discover like uh unobtainium or whatever that that maybe plays with what's going on on the planet and it's like oh yeah definite aliens definite (laughs) aliens here yeah and then you repeat that again the next day okay what what if um Okay, story-wise, what if, okay, you are a budding ufologist expert who is like, uh, called Buddy. Oh, Buddy the budding. (laughs) Buddy the budding ufologist. Buddy UFO, the budding UFO enthusiast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And you have been uh, traveling around Nevada uh, to small towns, um, Area 51 adjacent, uh, looking for Oh, Area 52 then. Yeah. Area 52, um, <laughs> trying to find any kind of proof um, of, uh, of what might be out there. And um, you, you receive uh, some kind of strange, the sound, that's the first thing that you, that you pick up on, some, some kind of strange sound that you then have to figure out the puzzle. But, but essentially, the, what is happening is, from the alien's perspective, they, perhaps they have some, they have uh, another alien who is somehow oh my God, lost the a- or captured. You're going to meet two aliens? The aliens have you're an alien. Be, you know, you're going to meet one alien. There's one alien. There's already an alien who's been either lost or captured or stranded somehow in Nevada around the area. Um, okay. Or has escaped Area 51 or something. The, 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 the other aliens want them back. They want, they want you to help save this alien. And you're the only you, person who has understood this message. You receive communication between the two. So do you wait, or do you receive an SOS? No, from, no. You they've you literally communicated an, you to, to you. 
they so essentially what, what they've done is they put out well, like, hey this, we saw what you sent us <laughs> we're loving it um, this UFO <laughs> well, this, this alien can't wait to get has been that. like has either crashed or maybe has been captured <laughs> as too actiony maybe they've just crashed around the area there's just a single alien right the the uh, they have no way of contacting um the the aliens um like their their brethren uh, who are out in deep space however the aliens the main aliens know like who are out in deep space know that what's like that they're aware that one of their kind has been lost has somehow has landed and needs help on earth so they are attempting to contact anyone who is able to help them um who is able to help find this alien and take them to and yeah. take them back home could even be a message intended for the alien you know that like we know you've yeah. crashed hey we want to pick you up and then you try Wanker. and piece together the fucking yeah. idiot. Fucking crashed again, <laughs> idiot. Uh, hell. You are dead as hell. <laughs> but so essentially, like, yeah, the story is just the you you having to make first contact and then actually having to actively help find uh, and save this this other creature. And perhaps that could be the end of the game. Like rather than making first contact, you are making first contact, but you're also. Um, like saying goodbye to this, this alien. You, you know, you're, you're helping guide the alien to a particular point where you help so it's easy. Picked up, maybe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> home. Yeah. Um, but I like oh, the idea cool. of like, yeah, I do like that. Uh, yeah, that kind of. I feel like that kind of wraps it up in something that has like potentially a satisfying ending. I, I don't R think it needs it, rather than just it's conspiracy. a test. Yeah, I, I I don't think it needs like FBI involvement. I don't think it needs Men in Black. It doesn't no. need anything like that. Like the moment you incorporate all of that it becomes so complicated like do i yeah. actually have to go on the run from the fbi do they just not yeah, believe me yeah. all of this shit it's just you're just fucking getting on with your night yeah you're yeah. having a great time i, I like that i um, like the idea that you could bump into the fbi but they don't give a shit about you you're like you're just a crackpot like who's this idiot <laughs> and that's that's the only <laughs> interaction I, just like i, I really like right. the idea that the area 51 doesn't have anything to do with aliens. It is just top secret research that is completely unrelated to like UFOs and aliens. However, there also happens to be alien activity uh, in Nevada <laughs> right. that, the, that yeah. the FBI and the government are completely unaware of. It's pure coincidence. Yeah. yeah. When that when that UFO crashed in Roswell, uh, that wasn't an actual alien. Twenty meters to the left of that, though, <laughs> they should have looked over there, just, uh, just over the hill. If yeah. They dug a little bit deeper. They would have found the whole civilization under the under the surface. Idiots. But, yeah. So, is the gameplay of this? You are mostly you are kind of stationed in your van. Is that the I feel headquarters? Like it's Firewatch, but with vans. Yeah, but you can probably drive around as well a little bit. I think you have yeah. to drive around. I think the, the area needs to be. I mean, it's Nevada, so this doesn't not meant to sound rude to Nevada. You can have basically fuck all <laughs> in the entire environment. Yeah, quite there. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could. Um, but that have key points, and you know, you have a map that you can unfold, and like you can leave marks on. And, yeah, and you'd have to have a sequence navigate. where you've got a speed to a location, like in time between yes. two oh, points. I mean, so. I I think the map should be one of the, like I was saying with the witness, it should be filled with m maybe seemingly uh, garbage places that just mean nothing. But later on in the game, you're like, I, I remember that fucking trash can in the corner had three dots on it 
and I've thought nothing of it. But now my mind has been opened. I am wise to what this game is trying to teach me. And I'm going to go exactly to that place, exactly this time, and uncover the secrets of the I alien civilization. That that's the letter P. And you're like, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. I've cracked this case. But you could do things so like it- an old map, and it's got like, uh, you know, dog's head peak. And then and you decipher a message, and they're like, there's a rock in the shape of a large animal and you're like well i know that's got to be it it could be a complete fake out it's actually just there's another rock down the road it's like a bear or something would would we have like interactions with npcs because that could be a way to get more like you, you talk to the shopkeeper and they're the, like oh old jerry used to live up by dog's head and he randomly a, no, disappeared it's, it's one the, day the dead of night in the middle of nowhere Ain't no there's one no helping one. you. It's just I, you. It's just I feel like there's you got to be tools. like one 24-hour diner. That's it. And then <laughs> right, you can go okay. there and it's purely like to act as like a hint, like a tip. I'm sure like, I heard that there was some, some funny business out oh, okay, by that's old Higgins Farm. <laughs> like towards the end of the game when you're out of hints She's and like, out I of story. that this is actually this sentence. <laughs> I've heard there's I'm an alien <laughs> there. <laughs> I've, I've been serving four pots of coffee with all of my arms. Imagine that, yeah. Imagine the Jesus. chef was the alien the whole time. You just, oh. If you'd just gone round the back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You no, heard, I like that. That's cool. Have you heard of a game called Heaven's Vault by Inkle? I have. I did, yes, um, I've played a bit of it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's kind of like a similar in terms of like. Describe it to not, me. Um, so it's <laughs> you're an archaeologist rather than a, a ufologist, but you're trying to uncover the um, like you're trying to uncover information about like a, like an old civilization, an ancient civilization through um, language puzzles like hieroglyphs and things. You probably know about more about it than, than I do, Tom. But um, that that was one of the first things that's kind of like came to mind when you started talking about um, the Arecibo message and stuff. Like, basically, d- different ways of civilizations attempting to communicate through each other. Yeah, to I each mean, other. yeah, it does the same sort of deal where you just get a mess of words and the game just gives you a list of options. And uh, I think when you lock stuff in, it then is like, almost like Oberdin, when you lock in a certain amount, it's then like, yeah, that's it, well done. You're, you're right on the right path, congratulations. Um, but anytime you see that word again, you're then like, well, there's no way that means water or whatever else, uh, because it doesn't make sense for mm. the rest of the words I know are guaranteed correct. Um, kind of like yeah. um, you, you brought up Outer Wilds, like you have the translator on that, don't you? So you could have a similar sort of gadget. That may, maybe you homebrew some stuff. You make, you make something out of a microwave and you look through a lens and it's like, changes the letters for you and you can make sense of it. I, I kind of like the idea that you could be scanning stuff to, you know, as you uncover this language, it changes what it reveals to you. That could be really cool. And then you can have, have like wildly different lengths of words and stuff. And like one letter could be a whole thing then. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for the benefit of <laughs> ease, they are communicating in a way that is easily translatable to English. Uh, or whatever else, because mm-hmm. um, otherwise it'll get super messy, right? I don't know, because yeah. like, I, I don't think it would matter, because it just it could literally no? be. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah, I don't think that would matter. The, the, the point is that I think well, depending on the story, if it's just a test, then they wouldn't make it easy. They'd just send it to you in English. If it's a message intended for this alien, 
or that they're not aware of humanity, then it shouldn't be just like a one-to-one. And you could you could be like, I've uncovered a set of symbols that, you know, could make a whole, could be like Japanese or something, you know, one letter could mean, a one character could mean a lot of things. I guess, like, my feeling is, like, could it be a message that is initially intended for this other alien, but once you intercept it, then they're like, oh shit, someone else has, someone else has seen this. Uh, we need their help. And so then it becomes more of a direct interaction. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at my alien browser history. (laughs) New number who dis. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All you want to do is save a life, an alien life, who doesn't know that you're there or necessarily (laughs) needs saving. So what are the main mechanics of this game? You are like, how are you spending? There's some driving. There are some driving elements, right? You're moving between different areas in in this vast, like, desert uh, at night time. Um, there's, um, but then a lot of it is also spent, like, hunched over a radio. You're kind of listening to frequencies. I also think place going and placing certain equipment and leaving it there and coming back to check to see if it's picked anything up. Um, not to yeah, do it every time. Idea. Like, I think having to place stuff at, at locations yeah. that you believe are important um, because of the information you have now, and then you might find out something else later, and you're like, "Oh, I'm nearby, but I've I've put this in the wrong place. This is why I've not picked anything up." Um, I thought I was just having to wait extra time. But I feel like being able to do that and sort of planning your time because you might be like, "I don't have enough time today to go get that one, so I'll do that tomorrow." But then you could miss a really big clue that you've just wasted a day. Not that it really matters how long it takes, unless it does. I don't know. Do we have like some sort of you have two weeks or he bleeds out. I don't think so. I, I, I like the idea of like what like Tom, you were saying about the, um, that kind of, like it's almost got like a time loopy fit. Like perhaps it's not time loop, but like you're not repeating the same day, but essentially every day basically feels the same. So a day. Because. Uh, you, just a day yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> every day is a day and it's not a loop. Well, but I, I was thinking in terms of like, hours it, in it. <laughs> Is there a town? Is there like a kind of like a like a deadbeat town or like a not quite a ghost town, but you know, like the kind of thing that you'd expect in Nevada? I think, um, I think with there like should a be. single diner and a couple of yeah, houses like a truck around, stop, a, yeah, a hardware like yeah. shop. Like if you're if you're building your own equipment, maybe you need a couple of nails and tape and stuff like that. You can go and top up your your inventory. Oh yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think you'd need to. I th- I, I like the idea that depending. I think it would work for either story if it's just a test or if there's an alien refugee that you'd uncover alien relics, artifacts, bits of ship or stuff that you could then incorporate into your own detection equipment maybe or that you'd be like, oh, I found an energy cell and or I found a bit of metal, I'll go sell it and I can get a hammer from the... <laughs> or maybe not sell, but trade. You could do stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of having some kind of interaction with this small town or like with, with other people because it feels like, I don't know, like that in, in my head, that sense of like, um, like Area 51 and Nevada and that kind of area, like I have a really strong image of like what a, what a small town feels like in that. And then I feel like just, even just by having very basic interactions with other people, like there's probably a lot of people that live in and around that those areas who are just completely done with the idea of ufologists yeah. and aliens. And I feel like, like it no comes back to uh, Tom's tinfoil hat 
thing right at the start. Like everyone's like, "Who are you? Oh, another UFO person." Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then there's like, like the like, one guy in town who everyone thinks he's crazy, and that could just be a complete like red herring where he's giving you. He's like, "Yeah, my, my, I was abducted uh, over here, and uh, they, you know, <laughs> took me." And you're like, "Sure, I'll, I guess I'll look. I guess, but you know, <laughs> you never know. It could be true." Could be Garbo. Yeah. yeah. Um, Could be Garbo. I was I was looking at uh, UFO hunting equipment. Turns out it's not particularly crazy, honestly. It's basically yeah. binoculars, telescope, EMF uh, meters, uh, which I guess makes EMFs. sense. Yeah, I mean, electromagnetic, okay. like, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. And predominantly just a ton of uh, recording equipment. Um, also, laser scopes and laser grids and things like that. I don't know. Oh, I mean, right. it could be cool like if, if there's like a particular area in the game that your tools do nothing, but for some reason, if you run a laser through it, it literally bends the physics of it and shoots it in a different direction. You're like, oh, cool. I know there's something here. I just don't know exactly what it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Like maybe even uh, like leaving your van, you bring your. GoPro, or I guess not GoPro then, literally like a VHS camera, uh, audio recorder and stuff. You literally just walk out and maybe nothing happens. But then when you get back to the van, you have the option to then review the footage and you realize like at a certain point where you're walking, like waves of static or something comes up that you didn't detect. Yeah, yeah. Like literally just walking around, looking around properly. And then you're like, cool, I know there's something here. Because I saw it in the camera that I yeah, couldn't same, detect same otherwise. Thing. You could set up like camera traps, as it were. You set your VHS camera recording, and then you can review the footage. Obviously, you don't have to sit through twenty-four hours of footage, but you could just be like, it will home in on a section. And I get that. Yeah. Like, if you ever saw signs, that, I was about bit, to say, I was just thinking exact- of this. Uh, this yeah. 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 That, that really yeah, fucking yeah, killed yeah. me. Yeah. Brilliant. And Are you talking about like, the birthday scene? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, Haunting. <laughs> yeah. just, but, uh, just the worst. <laughs> in the same way, you could have the baby monitor as well, so you could be like hearing the like clicks and weird sounds coming through your radio. It's like I think all, all of those things would work really well for this. Mm. But you run Let's towards them rather than yeah, away. Except you don't run away because you're like, no, take me with you. I, I really like that investigative because there's an element of like, we've talked a little while um, ago about um, one of the ideas we had was like a, um, it was almost like this, but from the perspective of men in black, where you know aliens are real and other paranormal things are real and you're going around different small American towns trying mm. to um, trying to cover it up, basically. But I love that feeling of like this style of gameplay where it's it it almost does feel like a like a narrative um, phasmophobia where you have your van, you have your equipment in it, you're upgrading equipment, like adding new equipment, and you are constantly tra- like I I love the idea of like as like you the the connection between or the idea that you are going to get any confirmation that aliens do actually exist. Um, and that they are real and they are contacting you, you have to put so much faith into it um, that like, it's almost as though you can go through the entire game. It's only at the end of the game um, where you've been solving all of these puzzles that you actually get a proper confirmation, like a proper like reception back from the aliens or you see the lights in the sky. And it's a narrative or a dick message, right? 
and it's it's just a giant. It's just uh, it says Carl Sagan's cock <laughs> sent back to him, saying, "Please, oh, God, him. send this we can again." Call it sex files. <laughs> is this is this where we realise that uh, it's not actually set on Earth? You receive you're the alien. 20, you're the, oh, you're the planet 25,000. Oh, so yeah, the end never, of the game never is like, your hands. Yeah, the end of the game, it's like you put down all your recording equipment satisfied and you look in the mirror and you're this like blue dude with like eye stalks and stuff. And then Carl Sagan's hands come over your shoulders like, thanks for saving me. Just kissing him on the cheek. Is and that what we're calling this? And then he Carl goes, Sagan's sex files. <laughs> Damn it. Carl Sagan's <laughs> sex files. I thought we were done with the celebrity endorsement. But apparently not. Let's oh, bring God. it back. <laughs> um, okay, um, this might be like the the kind of not mechanic free, but we've started off from a very general idea and kind of like honed in a little bit. But like, wh- where are we with this currently, Tommy? You you're able to give us a, a steam description of this game? <laughs> Carl Sagan's Sex Files is a unique. <laughs> no, no, can I just say one thing? Go on. I was looking up like, oh, it's, we're looking at phasmophobia. So I looked up the fear of aliens, and it's xenophobia, which I feel like is not a great name for a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Kind of been caught with a bit, that one, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Tom, carry on. Uh, Carl Sagan's Sex Files, which is not the name of the game. It's actually <laughs> Buddy Ufo's Journey Through Time. Uh is is a unique adventure where you receive a message from the aliens uh and for some reason only you can identify the initial seed that will sprout the tree broadening your horizons and opening your mind as you explore the desolate desert landscape of Nevada 1962 uh and uh and using the tools at your disposal as a UFO hunting expert you do some things. You find an alien. You, Solve some puzzles. You, it's a, an immersive puzzle-solving experience where, theoretically, everything could be solved straight away if you use the tools in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Or you're kind of... You just like, if you just find the alien in the bin. He's yeah. hiding in the bin. You just look <laughs> in the right time. place. There he is. Um, you, you pick up messages. You decipher them. You use that information to decipher f- for further messages, uh, and uh, eventually you look up in the mirror and realize that the craft you were saving was actually a NASA spaceship with Carl Sagan inside, and you were the <laughs> alien all along, and you weren't in Nevada, you were on Mars. You can't be the alien all along. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I, if, if I looked up and saw me, and I thought I was looking for an alien, I wouldn't then be an alien. I would be human. I mean, imagine, like they, like, but imagine like all this build up <laughs> of, of like, I'm an alien. You, don't, you, you just go, ah, wait, I can't be an alien. I'm, I'm me. Everyone else on this planet is also the same species. There's no other people in this, in this storyline, there's no other people. So uh-huh. you're never twigged into it. You're driving a van that looks van-like <laughs> with tools, uh, tools like, uh, it's still on Earth. Why is this van no, hovering in 1962? <laughs> why are we in Nevada? You and why believe, is it 1962? You, you think it's? It doesn't open up with Nevada 1962. It's just an open desert. <laughs> it right. opens up with Nevada Mars 1962. <laughs> <laughs> it says Nevada Mars 1962. Um, and and like all this build up, all the puzzle solving. You, you've somewhere. done the final like sequence of events. You've gone to this destination. You've 
you've triangulated this thing, you've you've managed to get the final sequence and you crest that hill and it turns out it's like a NASA spaceship. You're just like, what's going on here? And the twist is that you are discovering a human <laughs> crash landing, not an alien crash landing. I think that's pretty cool. But I genuinely think that's can a, I, that's can, a I, can I say one thing that kind of is. breaks <laughs> this entirely? Sure. Yeah. You are receiving messages yes. that you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're going to be written no, in English. Because, because everyone knows that everyone's perception of their own language is it's in English. <laughs> So, I understand English. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter if it looks a bit weird. The English language that you are speaking is alien, and the English that they're sending forward is alien to you. So, I'm saying as as a human player, when I see that. It doesn't spell as, out hi. It doesn't spell no, but as, out like, as soon as I've crashed. As soon as you NASA. just decrypt it, it would you would be in English. No, no. Well, probably. It depends what information they're sending forward. Because most likely it's coordinates and time and uh, mm. different information like that. Certain frequencies or whatever else, right? Not necessarily mm. literally words. Um, but even then, <laughs> this is just... For some I'm dumb payoff at the end of the game. Yeah, I feel like we might have to day one patch. I wish I had not ending. said it now. I, I kind of liked, yeah, I, I've lost it now. I think we should just be not an alien. Oh, <laughs> Take it back. What Read a great twist, though. All right. All right. Look, well, there are two versions of this game either we're the aliens or everyone else is the aliens. Yeah. Um, and there's two versions and- of either of those where you're either finding an alien or it's a big test to get abducted at the end yeah so you you become, being probed or probing those are the exact yeah the, the two endings it'd be a better ending <laughs> carl sagan comes out of his nasa spaceship so he and just his cock out he walks sorry out of his spaceship and then the ending mm-hmm. cutscene post credits mm-hmm. you are just pounding that probe in He's, he's dead. Just use the, the up and down keys. keys. It's like that scene in uh, Dead Space 2. But, or is it 3? I can't remember. With the eye I mean, that's thing. That's the worst but... thing you said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We, we, can, we, have to stop. we have to stop there because it's Please. good. It's far too um, hot for the shit. The heat's if you uh, if you think you can do it, uh, either you can do a better job. Yeah, good this, luck. Uh, Taking this idea, uh, good because this yeah, is make gold. your own podcast, prick. Um, <laughs> you can tell us. You can tell us about how shit we are and how about how, how much you're going to make another podcast that's going to be better uh, by contacting us. Uh, how can they do that, Tom? Oh, you can contact us on Twitter at put which is pitch please pod without any vowels, or you can send us an email, pitch please pod at yogscast.com, or you can send a message across the stars. Send it across the stars. Send us in a radio binary form. message that we have to... In English. Oh, it has to, be a, it has to be a really fucking good game idea for us to put all this time and effort in to decipher it. And it turns out it's <laughs> Dwarf Fortress, but they're actually dwarves or some bullshit. Dwarf Fortress, <laughs> but it's Stardew Valley. Oh... Fuck me. All right.
<laughs> you're angry at your own idea. So, yeah, no, I'm angry <laughs> at the concept of bad ideas at this point. <laughs> what if it was, right, we uh, can't help that. That's what this. That's what this show is about. What if it was GTA um, but it had farming? Uh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one would play right. it. That's what. Thank you for listening to us and our crackpot alien ideas. I believe. Um, I, I believe. I believe the truth is out there. Do you believe? Um, please let us know if you believe, uh, because this podcast is now just um, ufology uh, conspiracy theories from now on. Back to back. Uh, we're renaming it. I don't think it's really changed. Um, conspiracy, please. Thank Ooh. you. Conspiracy, please. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be with you next time. Until then, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye now. Bye now. Bye, Bye. now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Watch the skies. Watch out. What don't? There they are. I, halfway through the episode, I looked outside and I looked straight at the sun and then I couldn't see for five minutes. <laughs> I thought it was in just, response to something I was saying. No, I was just closing my eyes. You were just like, like trying oh, to... for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say you looked outside and there was an alien. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there was a swamp. It's hey, heard you talking shit. Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> you understand English. That's lucky. Um, <laughs> Do you reckon the Carl Sagan probing scene would be like a cute, a quick time event? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, is the button mash? W S W S W S W S. Oh no! Also, who's Carl Sagan?